for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap chat, blap chat, blap chat, blap chat. What up? What's up, people? What's good, people? We here. Yes, sir. We out Yeah, yeah. Shout to Double XL, shout to Dash Radio. Yes, 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 yes. We're officially here, man. This is Blap Chat, the all music production talk radio. I mean, it's a podcast. It's a radio show. It's a show. It's, it's whatever the, the fuck you want to call it. First of its kind. First of its kind. We're here. I go by the name Ill Mind. I'm here with Atlas the Plug. What Atlas up? the Plug. You know what I mean? Our co-hosts, Glam and uh, Perfection. Um, couldn't make it today. Um, we had a crazy snow fucking storm today. Foot of snow. A fo- we have a foot of snow outside, so Glam couldn't make it. And um, Perfection is lucky enough to be in Los Angeles right now. She but she's song. actually going to call in later on uh, when we have our special guest uh, on the air. So um, shout to Perfection, man. She's out in L.A. holding it down, yep. man. Yep, yep, yep. Sunny L.A. I think it's like 70 degrees out there right now or something. Some crazy shit. Something 75, probably chilling. Yeah, she's chilling. She's chilling. <laughs> but this is Blap Chat. Um, for all of my first-time listeners, man, my name is Ill Mind. I'm a music producer. Um, a little bit of uh, in- back information on myself. You know, I'm a Grammy-nominated music producer. Happy to be here. You know, um, a drum kit pioneer, mm-hmm. um, sound designer, and, uh, you know, produce records with a couple people. Drake. Kanye, Ching. J. Cole, Ching. Disney, Ching. Future, oh, hey, um, bunch of people, <laughs> and um, yeah, man, we're just here, we talk about music production, man, I got a lot of love for my music producers out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've made it publicly known to uh, do what I can to support the music producer, whether it's uh, information, whether it's drum kits um, that have appeared in, I mean, pretty much almost every pop and hip hop release in the past three years mm-hmm. um, have, you know, showcased and contained my sound kits, which is very humbling for me. Very proud of that. Um, but, you know, I, I do what I can to try and help the music production community because we really don't have resources. We really don't, man. Um, there's no school that you can go to to learn how to be a music producer. I mean, there's schools like, um, you know, engineering schools, right? Right. Um, Like DubSpot. Institute of Audio Research. Yeah, yeah, IAR. And a lot of those schools center and focus on uh, engineering. Um, But to be a music producer, man, you know, it's really, it's, it's very difficult, number one. And number two... There's really not that much information that you can acquire 
to learn how to become a professional music producer. And I'm talking about making enough money per year to really do this full time and call yourself a music producer. It's really tough, man. I mean, at what's your opinion on like the upcoming music producer and what they you know what they should be doing what's sort of a good first step for an upcoming music producer well i think a good first step would be collabing would be finding fellow producers and artists or singers or musicians locally um and build your way out from your city um right you know, people are, are emailing, you know, spamming, you know, Lenny S. And his name again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're just sending out spam emails, you know, to every email they can find on social media or online. Right. Trying to get a placement. So I think the first thing is more is to build within your city first and yep. work your way outside of the city. So, um, you know, find them you either go out to, you know, clubs, to shows ask around you know social media uh the internet of course is is a huge tool yeah but i would say the first step is, is you know you got to find you know uh your your niche locally and then go from there yeah yeah i think the key is finding um you know find artists that want to work with you mm -hmm. i think that's the key i mean listen anyone can make beats let's be real here yeah Anyone can download FL Studio mm -hmm. or Ableton or whatever it is. You can learn how to make beats. And, and I think that's a good first step. Yeah. But then you sort of get to the point where it's like, okay, I have these beats. I know how to make beats. I'm pretty good at it. How do I get my beats to the right people? Mm -hmm. How do I start making money from these beats? Mm -hmm. How do I... Um, get one of my beats on a Drake album or a Jay-Z album even. And so that's the, that's the conversation, man. And so from there on, it gets really confusing. Mm -hmm. It gets very overwhelming. And I think a lot of people are confused as to what a good next step might be. Mm -hmm. Right. So I want to talk about that, man. Yeah, no, You know, I want to talk about that. I mean, listen, the first, the first thing that I think most upcoming producers think about is, okay, how can I make this into a career? How can I make money mm -hmm. from this? So the first instinct, obviously, is to sell beats, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and you know, not to cut you off, but no. you just said it. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the issue, I think, with producers, especially up-and-coming starting producers, is when you start doing it for money that's where you start going wrong you know it's like you have to love you have to do it for free really in the beginning you know um and then because when you start doing it for money that's when you start like you know running around with a chicken out without a head because like your bills are due and like you're trying to get this placement and you're yeah. like oh my god i gotta make money i don't know you know what i'm saying so there definitely are ways to to do that which you know i'm sure we'll get into that as yeah. well but you know i think doing it for the love and doing it for free you know in the beginning is the first step you know, because you have to you have to love it and not do it for the, for for the money. Yeah. And if you're good, you know, then and you're working hard and you work your butt off, then the money will eventually come. Yeah. Um, but that's tough, man. It's tough. It's I tough. mean, think about it. Uh, obviously, you can't blame someone to think. Okay, immediately, you know, I have like, let's say you have a hundred beats in your stash. Yeah. And you say, okay, well, if I sell 
all 100 of these beats for $100 each, I can come up on 10 racks, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's a lot of money. You know what I mean? But then you battle with the idea that, okay, I'm selling beats for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks here, 50 bucks here, 10 bucks here, maybe $200 here, there. Right. And you're making a little bit of money, but... I think the 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 number one mistake that you make in doing that is that you're not focusing on the integrity of the music. Right. You know, there's a lot of producers out here that are selling beats for a couple hundred dollars to I'll call them struggle rappers. Fuck it. Yeah. So they're I mean, selling them. They're selling them to struggle rappers that they're not inspired by to make a little a little bit of money. And listen, money is good. I love money. People love money. They yeah. need it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's the difference between being a mediocre producer and a great producer. And I, th- I would hope that for all my music producers listening out there, I would hope that your intention is to be great. Otherwise, then why even do it? I, I was watching The Breakfast Club uh, earlier today, and I was watching the Big Sean interview, and they asked him, yo, like... Do you feel like you're the number one rapper? And Sean was like, yeah, of course I do. Right. He's like, why wouldn't I? It's like, that's why I do it. Like, mm-hmm. no one no one should go into their passion thinking that they're not the best. I believe in that. Yeah. yeah you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You, have to, you have to own it, too. You have to, like, have that swag, too. You know, yeah. you know, not be cocky. Maybe sometimes, you know, but you have to really know your craft. And if you really know your craft... And you can walk into any room and, and just dominate. You exactly. Know? Exactly. So if you're selling your beat to a struggle rapper for 50 bucks, you are pretty much whoring yourself out. I mean, you might as well work at a strip club. Yeah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. That's what strippers do. Strippers mm-hmm. uh, have a service and they sell their body and they get paid for it. And then everyone's happy, right? But it's, there's this little thing in music called integrity and greatness mm-hmm. that you can't find in a strip club. And so it's the same premise. If you're selling your beat for 50 bucks to a struggle rapper that you don't like, first of all, what makes you think that you can be great from there? Right. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you have $100 here, $100 here, $100 here. And you're paying your rent. And you're, you know, maybe, maybe instead of, um, instead of a uh, cup of noodles, you're buying grass-fed beef from Whole Foods, <laughs> barely, uh, um, which is fine, cool story, but you're not contributing to greatness. Yeah, and if all. you're, and if you're selling the beat, chances are that means you're not really feeling their music. Exactly. So right there, you've just like digging your hole deeper of like trying to get out of, of something you're not really feeling because you've already engaged with them and like spoke to them and did the transaction, as, as we say. Yeah. And then once that happens, it's like you just you've just put energy into something that deep down inside, you know, you really, really didn't really want to do. Exactly. You know, but you just did it for the money. You did it for the money, man. You did it for the money, and your name is attached to it now. True. So then you have a bunch of these struggle rappers. And you're not going to post it. They're not going to post it. You're, you're not, not going to post, post it. it. They'll post and tag you and all that, but you're not posting it. You're not going to post it. You're not going to support it. 
and that's that's a death sentence man that's um you're you're setting yourself up for meaning i'm not even going to say failure mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for mediocrity <laughs> is that even a word fuck yeah. it i just made it up i think so you're setting yourself up for being mediocre um and that's no way of being great yeah. so think about this scenario for a second mm-hmm. you're a producer you have thousands of beats and your beats are fire they're hot fire Bundo beat 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 beat, beat fire and you're selling beats and you're doing pretty good at selling beats to struggle artists struggle rappers and mind you 95 percent of these rappers that you're selling your beats to suck and they also you're not a fan of them maybe a few of them are pretty good but most of them you're just not a fan of but you're really just doing it for the money so you end up making let's say 60 grand in one year from selling beats that's pretty impressive yeah not even gonna lie it's impressive and um so then you know there it is you made 60 grand for the year you sold your beats to hundreds of struggle rappers at a hundred dollars each you're making like five grand a month you're paying your rent you're buying grass-fed beef from whole foods no more cup of noodles you know, you, you can afford to do this full time and you're doing it full time. Kudos to you. That's great. And then you do it for another year. Two years. You make 60 grand. That's 120 grand, two years. Awesome. And then you do it for three years. Great. Great. And then you do it for five years. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm doing this full time. I'm making a one year salary selling beats to struggle rappers great and then 10 years go by and you're still doing the same thing struggle rappers struggle rapper producer you have initiated yourself into the category of struggle rap producer Mm -hmm. no artist development no no major buzz no major placement no memorable records I mean, you might be lucky. Who knows? I don't know. But chances are it's going to be struggle and it's going to stay struggle. What do you think is a is a good way to let an artist know nicely? You know, they come to you. Hey, Elmine. Yo, man, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You know, they might play you a record, you know, because they just happen to be in the studio that day mm-hmm. with you. And you're, you're not feeling it. Um, and they're like, yo, man, you think maybe I could work with you? Oh, well, you're asking me that question, like yeah. if, what I would say yeah, like in my would, position? Yeah, like what would you what would you say or, or what would you, because I know you're different than like an up-and-comer, but I'm yeah. just curious. But I'm actually curious to know both. Okay. Yeah. So what I would say, Illmind would say, um, I would say something along the lines of, no, nah, I'm not really, not really feeling the music. I'm not really interested. Okay. And then, but then I would proceed to tell them, look, like, and I would clarify, I would say, listen, I'm at the point in my life where... I do not have the ability to make music with someone that doesn't inspire me. Right. I don't know how to do that. And I've heard you say that to people yeah, too, I, so this I, is true, yeah. I really, really, really don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, that's like asking me to be... Um, that's like asking me like to, to... eat a food you don't like or something. Yeah, or like that's like asking me to like fucking run a marathon. I mean, I can right. if I practice, but mm-hmm. I, you know, 
That's like asking me to win a fucking gold medal in the Olympics. It's just not going to happen. I'm not in a position to do that right now in my life. Yeah. I don't know how to produce for someone that doesn't inspire me. Mm-hmm. And my sentiment to that is if you're a rapper and I inspire you, that's great. That's And I'm humbled by that. Right. But that's 50% of the battle. Um that's like, that's the exact equivalent of like, you know, liking a girl and then them not liking you back. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you win that girl over? You, do you pay them money? No. What am I, a slut? No. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you do? You know, so it's the, 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 the connection with music must be applicable to all parties. Mm-hmm. Everyone must be inspired. Everyone must be excited. And the stars have to align for it to happen, to to open up the gateway to greatness. Mm. I can't make great music without everyone being inspired. If, um, if if, if if, If I'm inspired by a rapper, but they're not inspired by my beats, there's no way. There's no way that's going to happen. Have you ever had a a rapper... Or an artist in general come up to you on the street, they recognize you, or you're at an event and, um, and you're walking around, and they and they get you, and um, you know they ask to spit something for you. They do. You, you're kind enough to listen to it. And did, has that ever happened? And you actually ended up working with that person? No. Okay. It's never happened. Okay. Never happened where I ended up working. That's the big Sean Kanye moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's never, never happened. And and listen. If it happens one day, cool. But that rapping for, I don't really care about that. Yeah. I'm not inspired by, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this and flack for this, but Mm -hmm. I'm not inspired by someone who can rap acapella to me in person. Right. I'm I'm not interested in that. I work with two of the best rappers alive right now, Mm -hmm. Sky Zoo and Joel Ortiz. Yeah. They're not the biggest. They're two of the best. I I am, I'm going to knock on wood, I'm humbled enough and thankful enough that I am in a position to be even working with those two. Mm -hmm. I am getting my fulfillment of amazing rap music. So what makes you think that I want to work with you? Right. You know, Um, I need to, I need goosebumps and I don't, I can't tell you how to achieve that. I can't. What's the best way if if, if an artist or let's say even a producer comes up to you, you know, I know for me I don't like when they play try to try to play me music over their phone. That's like a big. That's oh, the worst. Yeah, so I, I always Yo, pass put, on. Put my put my in ear headphones, man. Let's 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 exchange earwax. <laughs> you, you take earbud earbud and I get one. Oh God. But um, what would be the best way for a producer an artist? I mean, I know the answer to this, but yeah. I'm just curious to see what you what what you say. Um, they see you, hey, ill man, big fan. I love what you did on you know Kanye or, or yeah. the Kelly Clarkson or whatever it is. Um, what's the best way for them to get their music? To, is, it, is it giving you a flash drive? Is it shooting you an email? All right, I'll, I'll 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 let I'll let you guys know what I prefer, <laughs> and I'm not speaking for anyone else, just yeah, me. Yeah. Um. Definitely don't give me anything. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm Damn, not. Man. Yeah, I'm not. So you're saying that there's I have no, no interest. Shot. <laughs> okay. No, I, I have. Uh, there is a shot, and yeah. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. 
But I have no interest in receiving a CD or a flash drive because I don't get fulfillment in my life from hearing something good via that medium mm. and then me taking action. I'm just not the type of person to listen to a bunch of demos and then hear something and say, okay, this is good. Uh, I'm going to, I want to work with this person via CD or flash drive. Right. It's just, even though the flash drive is like convenient, not convenient enough for me <laughs> personally. Right. So the only way for me, ill mind to work with you and collaborate with you is number one, if I'm inspired by you and if the stars align mm -hmm. or two, if you join my club uh -oh. and that is the very reason why I started the, my club, I have a club called the ill mind platinum club. And if you join the club, it's, you know, it's, it's mainly a club for music producers. I'm a huge fan of doing what I can to spread knowledge and help music producers and help my community. That's why we have this two hour, mm -hmm. you know, we take two hours out of the week, every week to, um, chop it up about music production on this show. But, um, and that's one of many things we do, but, um, joining my club is a great way because it's a controlled environment for me to be able to really hone in on what's important. Yeah. So if you join my club, which you can go to my website, illmindproducer.com, I L L M I N D producer.com. You can join my club. It's called the Illmind platinum club. And when you join the club, first of all, you get a bunch of discounts. You get discounts on all my drum kits, sample kits. You get a bunch of HD video, exclusive video content of me in the studio. I have a, a, a video guy with a Canon 6D in here every week filming me what I'm doing. And you guys get that content. Tutorial videos and all that stuff. And then um, you also get to submit beats to me. And via my club, I was able to find a nice handful of um, producers that I'm already collaborating with. Yep. A couple of them are signed um, to my production crew. Um, a few of them I've collaborated on records with. And so that's the best way. And, and, and I do that because I don't like being willy nilly with things. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want things to be confusing and all over the place. It's like the club allows for me to keep everything organized and know who's serious. If you join my club, you're obviously a fan and that's means so much to me if you join my club that means you're serious the few things it tells me you join my club it means you're serious about your craft it means you're willing to learn mm -hmm. it means that you're a fan of my music and that i inspire you it means that you actually care about the music and so those are the kinds of people mm -hmm. that i want to um, accept demos from does that make sense yeah it yeah. weeds out all of the bullshit yeah all of the bullshit. So when you join my club, I'm already getting a message that you, that your career is important to you and that you feel like ill mind can help you or you can learn something from me. And I love that. And so those are the first people that are going to get my attention. Right. And it's cool with the club because, you know, you do the feedback, uh, feedback Friday. Yeah, every so. Friday we do feedback Friday sessions yeah. and we even open it up to non-club members. Yep. You know, if you're a non-club member and you want to submit a beat to me and then, you know, you want feedback from me, 
you can do that. You know, you can do that. You go to blapkits.com and uh, go to Feedback Friday and uh, submit your record there. So, you know, we have all these channels that we've opened up and I've figured out a way to control everything and really weed out the bullshit and the people that are that are coming in and using these services um, sends a really powerful message to me in terms of knowing that you are serious about your craft. And that's important, man. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. Has there been a... Uh, I got I'm just full of questions today. Please keep has, them has coming. There, has there been a... Because I, I know you've been in the studio with, you know, everybody. But has there been a session... You don't have to say who it was, but a session where you're in the session you're vibing and then you know someone whether they're pretty famous or pretty well known or not well known you know kind of comes in and just messes up the whole vibe and the whole and the whole session goes to shit fortunately that's that hasn't happened it hasn't happened. yeah okay. knock on wood hasn't happened yet yeah. Yeah. um i think a big part of uh why that hasn't happened was because i don't really put myself in position to be around people that I'm uncomfortable being around. So, you know, I mean, if, if you're an artist and there's something off about you, um, at least to me, mm. then there's really no chance for us to be in the same room together, to mm. be honest. Mm. Um, and so again, same concept, it weeds out the stuff that I don't want to be around. Um, and, and fortunately it's been working, you know, fortunately it's been working. I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but you know, so far every, every sessions session I've had in the studio has been pretty inspiring and, and I'm really grateful for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. I that's like super that. Dope. Yeah. So again, I, I think that's a good rule of thumb for you, for you guys listening, uh, whether you're a rapper or a singer or a producer, you know, be around the people you want to be around. Yeah. I mean, that's like um, that's, that's life 101. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know? You are who you hang out with, man. That's like, yeah. that's so, 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 so clutch. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I get a lot of um, messages and complaints about like from producers saying, oh, you know, I try to work with rappers, but like a lot of them are like unprofessional. They come late. You know, they I charge them 50 bucks an hour to to engineer and then like they don't pay me and like blah 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 and then they're like they come to my house because i have the home studio and they bring like 10 people and then like my parents are pissed off listen you asked for it yeah exactly you're letting these people into your life okay yeah when you agree to work with someone you are literally putting your your wall down right and you're letting this person into your life yeah this person's gonna call you this person's gonna text you this person needs your paypal or bank info so they can wire you money this person might hand you cash this person is gonna ask you for favors this person's gonna ask you to give you the tracked out version of the beat yeah this person's gonna ask you to to track their vocal this person is going to invite you to their birthday party. Okay? Yeah. You are entering into a relationship with this person. So you have to be mindful with who you who you work with. Because if you treat it like a transaction, it's just going to be a transaction. And so your life is just going to be a series of transactions. Mm. And that's pretty shitty. 
isn't it? That's that's it's not the way to live. Yeah, you're that's doing it full time and you're making sixty racks a year, but it's just with a bunch of people that you're not a fan of. Yeah, think about that. It's that's, definitely not. That's, that's that sucks. <laughs> and then you're shooting down their dreams. Yeah. The rapper that just bought the beat from you thinks that you're going to support them. Right. And you're, you're not, not even messing with it. You're you not. just took the money and ran. Yeah. And if you're a fucking bitch, you'll say, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I support yeah. it. You're lying to them yeah. straight to their face. You know you know who I respect is Lior Cohen. Uh, he did an interview on... Uh, Drink champs. drink champs, yeah, yeah, it was in Drink Champs, and uh, which I, which is one of my favorite. Uh, shout the Nori, shout the Drink Champs, yeah, you're killing it, and um, and DJ EFN, but uh, he was on there, and they had, you know, they had asked him, they were like, why, you know, when somebody plays something for you, you know, you, if you're just not feeling it, like you don't even hold back, and you don't, you don't say it nicely, you don't, you just, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not into that, and right. just kind of keep it moving. And they had asked him why he did it, and I thought. And, and it's not, you know, exactly word for word what he said, but what he had said was that if I give an inkling, an inkling of being interested, I've already misled this person and that yes. can take me down a very dark path. Wow. And I was like, damn, like this is Leor Cohen saying this, you know, so that just tells me from experience that that. That potentially might he either happen to him or he saw it happen to someone else where they were like, yeah, man, that's cool, man. I, yeah, the vision. I see the vision. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, hit me up next week. And then the artist is calling you and they're calling you and they're emailing you and they're texting you and you're not responding. And now the artist is getting pissed. Wow. And then they might come see you because you said you were messing with it. And, you you know, you might have said I could probably maybe do this, get it to this blog, get it to this radio, to this DJ, whatever. And the whole time you knew you were lying deep down inside, but you just said it because you wanted to be in good cahoots with them. Wow. And all that is just going to come back and bite you in the butt. Man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. He is 100% right. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can't mislead people. You can't lead them on. It doesn't yeah. matter what level of artistry you're at. It's always better to be be honest with yeah. them. And and listen, it, it goes back to the thing. I mean, Lear Cohen, he's a legend. I mean, he has yeah. 30, 40 years in the industry. Yeah. Um, maybe it's 25, 30, I don't know. But imagine how many demos he's listened to. And, you know, you're talking about a guy that has this requirement of loving the music. Yeah. And that's why he's been so successful, because he has to emotionally... Feel the music and then they asked him which i thought was cool it was like because he's done so many different ventures you know he was like 300 and then you know all the all the things he's did you yeah know? um and they asked him you know does it does it kind of like hurt you when you're like you're kind of jumping around you know you do one passion project and you think it's like this new company it's going to be the biggest thing and then it right. kind of goes to shits and then you kind of move on to another label or you move on to another venture right and um he said, again, not exactly word for word, but he's, and this is why I fuck with him. He said, if you're not being born, you're dying or yeah. something like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like if you're not being born and living and continuing to just try new things, then you're just dying. And wow. I was like, man, wow. that hits home. Cause some people like, you know, I'm just using 300. I don't even, I, I think they're still around. I think yeah. it's still going, but, um, that was, you know, they had a lot of big artists on there. And yeah. then, like, if that were to go down to shits right. and he goes off to, you know, another label and does it, 
it's almost like he's ready for it. You know, yeah. it's almost like he's like, yeah, this is just this is just part of life. This is part of the business. And, yep. you know, instead of sitting there and frowning and crying and being depressed, and it's like, no, I got to rebirth myself um, somewhere else by right. doing something else. So, like, yeah, I got to respect that. man. Hell I, yeah. I got to respect that. Hell yeah. yeah. He's so on point for that. And you have to, man. Mm -hmm. Like, if you you can't. And again, I'll reference, you know, Big Sean's interview. And there's books and books and books about this. But you can't. You can't become successful without experiencing failure. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. You have to experience failure. And failure failure can come in many forms. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone passed on a beat. Maybe your machine broke. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe you have to put music aside and work full time to catch up on bills. I don't know what it is, but you know, failure is temporary. And yeah. you have to you have to understand that failure comes with success. You know, that's a fact. And, you know, from just my personal, from my life, yep. and, you know, Il, you know this, but, yep. like, you know, there was a time where I was working a nine-to-five job, you know, for corporate America. Um, Killing it, though. Doing very yeah. well, you know, bachelor, New York, and then I ended up getting fired from that job. Yep. And at the time, I thought my, I thought my life was over. I was like, this is it. I don't know what to do. Like making all this money, I got all this overhead, you know, but the, the whole time I was at the nine to five, I was thinking about music. I was thinking about going back to the studio. I was thinking right. about, I was managing artists at the time. I was like doing everything except doing mu music full time. I was going back to the job wishing I was doing music, but I was doing it for the money. Again, going back, talking about the doing stuff for the money. And when I had lost my job from being fired, I thought it was over for me. But that ended up being the best thing that could have happened to me. Real because talk. Because that forced me. I had no other choice to figure it out. I had no other choice to, to it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do music, mm -hmm. I have to do it from the ground up. I have to build my referrals from the ground up. I have to build my team now yeah. from the ground up. You know, so sometimes when, when something bad, like we said, happens to you, it's just opening up the door now for you to do something else because now you don't have a choice. Facts. So... I'm glad they fired me. Yeah. Thank you for firing exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. The best thing they could have did because now I've, you know, I'm my own boss and 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 you know you know I have a lot of different ventures uh, going on and like if that wouldn't happen I'd still be sitting in that office looking at that computer, you know, yeah. doing what I was doing. So yeah, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta exactly blessing in man. disguise. You know, blessing in disguise and 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 all of us experience that every so often yeah. and you guys undoubtedly will at some point oh yeah um so on that note um i want to bring in i want to i want to bring in our special guest for today oh yeah, boy yeah yeah so uh we have a, a man very very special guy that we're going to talk to today he goes by the name of six the number six and then the letter ix um he's uh, based in la right now and he's uh, logic's uh producer Mm. He's pretty much produced and oversaw basically all of Logic's music. Um, he's one of my favorite producers, uh, quote-unquote new producers. Right. Um, really amazing beats. This guy has a lot of insight on what it's like to work with an artist, man. Like, this is he's the prime example, okay, yes. of a producer that decided, you know what, I'm going to just work with the people that inspire me. Yep. And so he he ended up working with a guy who inspired him 
named Logic. Hmm. When nobody knew who he was. When no one knew who he was. Okay. Instead of being a fucking slut this producer. Not, this is not a bandwagon. No. Instead of being a slut producer and whoring his beats for $5 leases, he took a chance. He invested in this kid named Logic. Mm. Logic, in turn, invested in Six and said, you know what, Six, your beats are dope. Why don't, you, why don't we just make music together? Amazing. And then they came up together, and now... They're both mega, mega successful. A really, really, really great story he has to tell, and we're actually going to get um, perfection on three way yes. as well. So yep. Yep. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to um, our special guest for today, Logic's producer. His name is Six, and we're gonna pick his brain on multiple things, and uh, we're gonna get Avian to join us as well. Can't perfection. Wait. So uh, here it is. Let's talk to uh, my man Six. Six, thank you for joining us, man. Here on Blab Chat. Um, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We, um, you know, thank you for taking the time. And you know, this is this is an all music production show, so we talk about everything awesome. with with the music production that's stuff. What, and who that's better? What I like to hear. Yeah, man. So who better than to get one of one of my favorites yep. and one of the illest to me yep. right now doing it? My man Six up in here. Oh, man. Yeah. So so y'all listen, man. I you know we I think we start off every interview like this, but um, we obviously want to start from the very beginning. Uh, with a couple a couple of things that we want to know. So, you know, what um what made you get into creating music, man? Like straight up. Like what got you into it? Yeah, uh, since I was super young, I played guitar. I picked up guitar when I was about nine or ten. Hmm. Um, you know, in elementary school. My dad my dad is actually an amazing piano player, like never had lessons or anything. Wow. And, you know, around the house and stuff, he was he had a you know we had a grand piano, so he would play that all the time. You know, he listened to classic rock, mm. Zeppelin, nice. Floyd, Sabbath. You know, so growing up, like, I was listening to all that already. You know, didn't really get into hip-hop until I was in high school. My boy, like, my boy Owen, who's also a producer and, like, taught me how to make beats, he was the one that kind of introduced me to hip-hop. You know, like, Graduation was one of the first hip-hop albums I ever heard, actually. You know? Wow. And, yeah, and, you know, when I was hearing it on Good Morning... Um, he sampled Elton John. Elton John was one of my favorites growing up. So oh my God, was, hell yeah. When I heard Good Morning, I was like, yo, you can do that? Like, you're allowed to do that? <laughs> and then that's when I kind of found out about sampling and everything. And then, you know, went back to Dilla, went back to Mad Lib, you know, Ninth Wonder, and like, that's kind of where I got my start in high school, making beats and everything, and kind of just progressed from there. Sick. What wow. was your, um, what was your weapon of choice when you started actually making beats? Man, I started off FL Studio and an NPD 16, I want to say. Mm. The cheat code, the cheat code, FL Studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, FL Studio. Shout out to FL Studio. I'm still on it, you know. For sure. Royal. <laughs> Man. But yeah, just, you know, I picked it up. Um, I think I got an NPD 10 or 16 for my 20th birthday. And, you know, that's when I started, you know, chopping up samples and FL and everything. And just fell in love with it, to be honest, after that. So, that's crazy, man. Is it man. true that you actually wanted to, you were, like, going to school to be a doctor? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Hey. I was, like, this whole time, yeah, like, when I started making beats for real, I was a freshman in college at University of Maryland College Park. And, you know, my whole life growing up before that, when I was a kid, you know, music was always around, but education was always... <laughs> 
first thing my parents always, you know, instilled in, in you know, in me and my brother. Yeah. So, you know, like, when I was a kid, like, summer, I wasn't just, like, laying around. I was going to, like, all these, like, educational camps and everything. Wow. So, eventually, you know, I led up to me going to college, you know, studying physiology, neurobiology. But I love music at the same time, so I was balancing both. And eventually, unfortunately, I didn't graduate college because, um, you know, I, I moved out to L.A. to follow my dreams. But, you know, yeah, education, yeah, that was a huge thing for me growing up, along with music. Wow, so, that's so great. I, that's super dope. I love hearing stories like this because, like, you know, and and it, it's not unfortunate. It's actually fortunate because, <laughs> you know, you are doing what you love, you know, and you are in the yeah. path of what you want to do. And I find that very interesting because I actually went to school for forensic science. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I did about a year and a half. You know, I went to John Jay in New York City. And, you know, it's like I was trying to do the whole school thing, and school just wasn't for me, you know. And I am a college dropout, but I'm yeah. like, I don't look at it unfortunate like in an unfortunate way because I'm doing what I love and I would much rather, Lord. you know, do what I love and work hard for what I want to do versus like being in school for eight years for a career that I'm not going to be satisfied with at all. Just to say I have you a know, degree, you know, exactly. That's exactly how I felt because, you know, I was in my head when I was making that decision to drop out, I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, I can always go back to school. Right. Right. I can never really get back the chance to, you know, follow my dreams and move up to L.A. Like, that's mm -hmm. kind of a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. thing that you gotta For just, sure. mm -hmm. you know, be real and just be realistic and yes. take that. Because, you know, I can go back to school whenever I want. I can go back to school in five right. years, years and, you know, mm -hmm. still get that while still I'm still able to follow my dreams. So I think... Yeah. I say unfortunate, but, yeah, like you say, looking back on it, it's probably a good For thing. sure. And even yeah. just the opportunities you make, you know, because like you said, you can go to school whenever. Like, there's people that go yeah. to school when they're 40, yeah. 50 years old. But some of the opportunities that you, you're faced with in the music industry, they don't necessarily come very often. It might be no, one time. Especially at that age. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's never too late. If I didn't go to school, if I didn't go to school, I also would have met, like you said, a lot of the people that I still kind of work with now, too, you know, in the music business. So it's, Right. Mm -hmm. So leading know, I, I that, It wasn't all in vain, you know. Right, and right. that that leads me to to a perfect segue into, you know, um, meeting the right people. All right, so let you know, you dropped out of college, you made the move. What were what who are some of the people that you started linking up with that started rapping on your beats and you started forming relationships with? Man, you know what's crazy? I, I always think about this. I'm like super blessed because, like, literally two months after I started making beats. I met Logic, you know? Wow. So paint and that picture for was, us, man. Like, man, where'd you meet? How'd you meet? How'd that go? Man, so in D.C., on U Street, there would be these beat battles. Once a month, I think, it would be. And local producers would just go, and it would just be straight up, you know, beat for beat, 30 seconds. Crowd decides who advances to the next round. So I was in this beat battle. It was like a one-year anniversary thing that they did. So it was a big deal. They had a couple openers for the beat battle, a couple rappers. And Logic was actually one of them. Um, this was like before, this was like 2009, 2010. Wow. Like no one knew him, no music out. And I won that beat battle that night. So he literally hit me up on Twitter and was like, yo, let's work. I had no idea who he was. And I hit him back and was like, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, and wow. then I went literally, just like, yeah, like two months after I started making beats, met him, 
went to his crib, and then that's when we made um, this mixtape called Young Sinatra, which was kind of buzzing in Maryland mm. at the time when we dropped it. And, you know, that was kind of like the first thing I ever did, you know, the first rapper I ever meet, the first time someone was ever recording on my songs. And wow. I wasn't thinking, and, you know, I wasn't thinking this was going to be like my career down the line. I was just doing this to have fun with him, you know? Yeah. And I actually moved out to L.A. with him, you know? We were in New York for a couple of years. We were making a couple of projects, and he got signed to Def Jam and was like, yo, come out here with me. Let's live in the same crib and let's make an album. So when I moved so out, bad. I was kind of already with like some, some good homies that I knew in Maryland, Logic, and a couple of our other boys. And, you know, it was kind of nice that I came out here with some friends that was like yeah. me on my own, you know? Yeah, you didn't have to start from scratch. You you came with the homies. I didn't have to start from scratch. It's a blessing. Because like, I know so many people like that have been doing it for 10 years, 15 years, that are amazing producers, but just never really meet that artist, you know? Facts, right. But I think it's also kind of like what Ilmine always says is like putting yourself out there too because I feel like there's a lot of people that I've seen and heard of that are really good and, you know, they've been producing for 10, 12 years and don't have a placement, but they're also stuck in their bedroom. And I already know, know, I've seen seen Ilmine tweet this once before too and we're just giving advice where it's like, man, find an artist Tune in, lock in with an artist, you know, rather than trying to get your name out to 10 different rappers. Maybe just focus on that one that you and him can take it or her can take it to the next level, you know? So true. Yeah, Yeah, we were were just talking about that for the past 30 minutes. Yeah, we were literally just talking about that, about, you know, building locally first and then kind of building your way out from your your own town, you know? Uh, When you... Because you look at Forty and Drake, you know? Like, look what Forty did with him. Exactly. Like, he doesn't... during the beat battle when you had uh when you were at the beat battle and i don't know even know if you remember this because i know it was kind of you weren't really paying that much attention like oh that's the guy yeah. that i'm going to move in with and you know he's going to get a deal and we're yeah. going to like come up together you know so when you were at the beat battle did you see logic's performance did you see him actually rap I did. You, know what, you know what's really funny my yeah. boy johnny shout out to my boy johnny because he came with me i kind of like because the crowd kind of votes for who who advanced to the next round, so I was like, I brought all my homies and shit, so kind of kind of in my favor. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> but my boy Johnny walked in, and, and Logic was actually on stage, like just freestyling and just having fun before the competition. And my boy Johnny was like, "Yo, he's kind of nice. He's about to be nice." And I was like, "Oh, true, true. Never really paid much attention to it." But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Wow, that's crazy, man. Wow. I mean, you never really know who that person might be, who that artist might be. And we were actually just um, ranting about this, like I said before before we spoke to you, but we were saying how, like, you know, when you're a music producer, you have a choice. You have a choice to either, you know, work with someone because they inspire you or work with them because you want to charge them for a beat. So it's like you have these producers out here and they're charging, you know, $50 here, $100 here, $200 here. And maybe some of them are making a little bit of money, but they're not solidifying any real relationships. And they're selling beats to rappers that they're not a fan of. They're struggle rappers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, $100 beats just to like, like legit support myself at the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was really just doing that to pay my rent when I moved out here. Right. 
But you know, well, you kind of have to. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. Eventually, you you gotta like build to somewhere else. Like you know, we're always talking about like social media too. And I see a lot of like producers that follow me, and like their accounts would be like, oh, DM me, you know, two beats for fifty dollars, and it just looks very like yeah. it doesn't look like someone that I want to build with. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like someone that's looking to build with someone. It's like your whole page is like two beats for for a hundred dollars, and you know, I agree with the whole like building because you never know where you can get to with an artist like i read somewhere where you sent logic a couple like a bunch of beats and he didn't like any of them yeah. like you continue to send them to yeah. them because you never know what the outcome is until you actually build with them and not yeah. necessarily just try to get a check yeah Facts. you know i never like i never like charge someone if i'm if i like like their music you know because at that point, if, if, you know, when I reach out, you know, I'm I'm doing it because I'm a fan and because of I know that we can make good music. So like the money to me at that point, I don't even think about. You know, like I, yeah. I never really charge people that I, that I fuck with for a piece. You know, we're just we're either work or we're not going to work. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's further proof right there. I mean, the, the relationships that the relationship that you form with logic is prime example. It's an example. It's another example of like a Drake 40 mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a Jay-Z Kanye, you know, a kind of connection, Exactly. you know, and, and that's how and you like become once, great. And then once you, and then once you, exactly, once you become great with that artist, that's when the doors open for other people where you yeah. can branch out and start working, you know? True. Very true. Yeah. I noticed like, the, you know, go ahead. So coming up with logic, like I've met so many rappers, you know, just just because of that that I've that I've been working with, you know. So it's pretty awesome. Like don't like I always tell producers, don't get ahead of trying to work with everybody. Like we're saying, you know, just it's going to come eventually once you get a good relationship with one artist and build a career with them, and then everyone everyone else is going to see that and gravitate towards you guys anyway. Exactly. So true. Speaking of gravitate. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll mind always like speaking of, but anyway, segway. yeah, the segue. I saw I saw you in the studio, and I was fascinated by this. And I have to ask: I saw you were in the studio with Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. Oh, I'm oh, so man. jealous! So, Fuck. so my first question is: He's like my idol. My first question. I have two questions. My first question is: Is was he? Is he doing something musically? And my second question is: What was it like to like be in the studio with that guy? Man, first of all, he's like the coolest dude ever. <laughs> you know, he's he's known Seems as like being, it, right? you know, <laughs> yo, super cool. And like when you talk to him, like he doesn't make you feel like an idiot, which is awesome. Like he, he like he's so smart and knows so much, has so much knowledge. But I was ha- I was legit having a very nice conversation with him, and he was like looking at me as if you know what I was saying was just as important as what he was saying. No ego mm. at all, and it was incredible. You know. And he just like spit out so many random facts I can't even recall right now. But <laughs> <laughs> what is the the relative distance between Pluto and Sirius and fucking no, Uranus? Like, he, yeah, he some crazy stuff about Back to the Future. Like he was he found loopholes in the plot, and he wow. he had a whole PowerPoint presentation on it. And wow. he was saying he's going wow. around the he's going around the country to different universities to like lecture about. Back to the Future and like the plot holes and the different, you know, what's well, right about it, what's wrong about it. It's crazy. He just knows so much wow. random stuff. That sounds man. like so much fun to that be him. Awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a firsthand look at like his lecture and what he was saying, and man, it was it was it was super awesome. 
That's, that's crazy. so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, him and um, yeah. yeah, him and him and Logic are. Uh, I, I don't want to give away too much, you know, without saying too much, but okay. he's definitely, you know, we're definitely up to something. Gotcha. Hey, so, yeah, we'll keep it at that. We, we up to something. Yeah. Hey. Yo, I have one, one, one other question. I also saw there was a, a picture of you and Logic, and you're in like sitting on on the back of a van, and the back doors are open, and there's this humongous speaker with like three fifteens, yeah. like two tens. <laughs> I don't even what what van was that? What was that? Yeah, so so it looks like it's subwoofers for the van, but it's actually um, speakers for a studio that mm. he built in his house in, in his new house. So we were just uh, kind of flexing in front of the picture. Uh, like, <laughs> so you were transporting say, before, God before damn. we had to move them out and bring them inside, you know. I was like, that yeah. system looked like it bumps. You can hear that from a mile away. Right. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to get my car to be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to hook that up. I mean, you're definitely not going to be able to race with that thing, but yeah, you can flex that. on it. So I want to I wanna ask you a question about, like, you know, because I, I see a lot of people in the music industry do this where, like, you know, you just up and leave and you move. And, like, a lot of people tend to, like, move to L.A., you know, yeah. just grind out and, and work. So, like, how was that for you to just, like, leave everything and just, you know, I know you mentioned that, you, like, you came with the friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But how was that for you? Like, do you think, I mean, obviously, like, I you know, I know that you're, like, working every day and, like, you know, being in LA, you wake up and you go straight to the music. But like, did that yeah. kind of change, change like your sounds in a sense, or like help you build your sounds a bit more? Like, you know, just moving somewhere yeah, totally. completely foreign. Yeah, I mean, coming out to LA, you know, one of the first people that I got to sit in with was No ID. You know, wow. I got to see him make beats. You know, like this is literally the second day I land. I'm like, yo, what's going Crazy. on? Crazy like, life goals yeah, right there. Stuff. That's when you. That's when you know that. LA is going to be like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yo, this is, this is LA. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I'm it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, like, definitely, you know, there's come out here, like, so many, so many amazing musicians, artists out mm -hmm. here. Like, it's this, you have to step your game up. Right, you know, exactly. Here, and, you know, you're competing with everybody out here, too, you know, like, yep. everyone's out That's here. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's nice, man. Everyone's really good at making beats nowadays. Yeah. yeah, man. We were just talking about that. Like, yo, dude, it's not hard to make dope beat. <laughs> like, no, and he literally, <laughs> the tools are out there. I mean, really, I mean, plug, plug. You just cop a couple blab kits, and your there drums you will be nice. But you know, yeah. uh, like anyone can make really good beats. And so, I think the question from that point is, when you have this sort of like collection of really high quality beats, what do you do with it? That's mm -hmm. that next step is where most people have trouble. Yeah, um, See, that's is, the thing, and that's that's where reading, like being, like understanding human nature, you know, like understanding what beats yeah. to play at what times. That's really important, yeah. you know. I've played beats for artists three different times. And that third time you, you play, you can just be in a different zone. You know, just in a different wave at that time. You know, so I think really understanding human nature and, like, where the producer should cater to what the artist wants to do, you know? Yeah. I, at least that's how I feel. Like, the producer kind of takes the backseat and caters to whatever the artist wants, you know, mm -hmm. without, Facts. without, you know, without hurting my creative integrity, but at the same time, making sure that the artist is happy too, you know, so it could be like the most technical beat, but you know, sometimes you got to take out some stuff and like, Facts. I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. At the end of the day, if 
I'm going to get a placement off that. If I'm going to get a song made off that, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so that, that leads me to uh, uh, some more technical stuff. I want to get a little technical. Yeah. So what's your um, what's your process like, man? Like, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, taking stuff away from the beat to, mm-hmm. you know, potentially help a placement. So what... What walk us through kind of like your creative process? Like, do you start yeah. with the melody? Do you start with drums? Do you do you create with the intention of doing uh, a beat with someone in mind, or are you creating freely, or is it a combination? Like, what's your what's your process? Yeah, I try to I try to create freely because I think that's when the best stuff happens. Yeah, when you when you start thinking a lot, that's when you start to you close your mind. Yep. Yeah, it's one like the best beats happen in ten minutes when you're not even trying. Right. Facts. Yep. Like, facts, facts, facts. Facts, facts. And like you know, even like, you know, I still like I tell people I still get in deep blocks, you know, like it's okay, like that happens, you know, because sometimes when I get in deep blocks, um I am thinking too much. I'm thinking about yeah. and, like who would sound good on this, like and that's going against, you know, my initial creative process, like what what do I want to do for the beat? That should be the question. You know, it shouldn't really mm-hmm. be because like if you like it, someone else is gonna like it. That's that's kind of what's gonna yeah. happen. You know, there's a lane for right. everything. And also like just going with the flow, like you know whatever vibe you're feeling at the moment, just going with that and not trying to get too like um like too specific in your head. Because I I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that a lot. Where sometimes like I'll just sit in front of my computer and like start producing something and like in 15 minutes I have an idea that I'm like whoa that's dope but then there's other times that I'll sit there for hours and I can't come up with a good melody and I you know you start to get frustrated because then yeah. you start to think like oh god I have this producer's block like what's going on why can't Man, I come sometimes up with an idea five warm up beats you know yeah, yeah. Six, that sixth one is like alright I'm on to something and then mm. five beats after that you're creating something amazing because you're not thinking about anything else you're just like man this is sounding dope you know and never and throw then, away never throw away the warm-up never beats. throw yeah. away stuff <laughs> i like that warm-up beats record, i never heard that i have a record called gang related with logic and that was you know it's kind of one of, it's a fan favorite one of the fan favorite yes mm-hmm. Fire. and that was that's like that was a throwaway beat for sure like i was literally about <laughs> to close it and Logic walks up the stairs and it's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, this is an idea. I'm working on like nothing crazy. And, you know, yeah. he turns me into something special, you know? And that's... And I was actually going to ask about that song because yeah. that's one of my favorites too. Like, I think that, like, he killed that and, and it was like a really dope, dope, you know, beat. It was like, very straightforward. It wasn't anything too crazy. Yeah. Like the sample you used, you know, the yeah. the drum pattern was sick and he just, with the vocals, he bodied it. So that's interesting to see. It. And, yeah, and we, you know, we always on Black Chat talk about, like, uh, collaborating with other producers. So mm-hmm. I agree with the whole, like, you know, don't necessarily, like, throw things away because you might have an idea that you like and you're not sure how to, like, you know, take it to the next step or, you know, you're yeah. unsure of it. But then you can sit with one of your producer friends and then, you know, they can come up with some mm-hmm. ideas and then exactly. that can be the next sure. hit, you know? Something I do a lot, too, I'll, I'll throw acapellas on my beats just to get ideas. I don't know, I don't know if you do that. Um, ill mind or not, but yeah, I literally would start a beat, and if I don't have ideas or I just need inspiration, I'll you know I'll download an acapella off YouTube or something and throw it on, you know, throw it on the beat. Mm, good idea. And yeah, I'll hear, I'll hear, that's like so. I'm like, all right, this is how a rapper would sound on it, and like that leads me to 
change different stuff, add stuff, take out stuff. Yep. And I, I've kind of been doing that a lot recently. It's pretty fun, too, you know. So yeah. That's an ill way to do it. That's a dope there, way. You know? It's, it's more it, fun, yeah. And it's yeah, formatted and, it and all that. Because, that's great. Right. And it makes sense because sometimes I'll have, like, a beat, and it's, like, you know, a simple idea, but it, it it's, like, everything that's on the beat is what it needs. And, you know, I have friends that are like, oh, you need some vocals to go on that. And, exactly. you know, it takes it to the next level. So it's interesting to, like, you know, have that kind of uh, that process, yeah. you know, because that, like, can, that can help I, you I, get I, more creative. Amazing. Exactly. It's amazing because I look at someone like DJ Mustard, you know, who, who has the most simple beats. And then when you get that vocal on it, it's just a hit. It's a smash, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like, there's you know, there's that takes a lot of skill. There's a lot of genius and oh, yeah. simplicity on you know, and the way like you know, just hearing beats like that—that's that's what makes me excited more than the super super busy technical stuff. You know, exactly, right. exactly. There's yeah. a genius from the simplicity and like knowing exactly. how to how to produce the perfect backdrop for the right vocalist. Yeah. And I say it all the time. Yeah. We say it on this show all the time. Like, hit records are written. Yep, they're not necessarily yep. produced. Yeah. They're written. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like even work like, like looking at pop artists, you know. They'll start at a piano with four chords and just write a top line. And mm-hmm. that's good. If that's good, you know, that's when you know you have something like a smash. And the, produ- the post-production stuff, that's all easy. That's, that's the easy part. The that when you have, that's the easy part. When you have that good top line and you have that skeleton, mm. that's the hard part. That genius moment. Down, yeah. Every, yeah, everything else is easy after that. Six, yeah. how do you know when a track is done? I don't know when it's That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try. It's done when it's done. You know, it's done when I say I, it's done. <laughs> I think it's just a feeling, you know. It, yeah. I guess it, it, it changes, mm-hmm. you know, song to song, but you just know. When, when, you, when you start, <laughs> you know, feeling it's getting a little sloppy, a little too much, then you got to pull it back and be like, all right, mm. chill. Mm-hmm. But, I th- but I think it's all a feeling, you know. Yeah. Once you have yeah. those core elements that, that you hear in your head, and once you knock all those out, and then it's like, all right, well, well I think we're good. Like, because you can work on a song forever. When is it oh, yeah. really done? Yeah, no song, yeah. no song is ever really you finished. Yeah. For Ten years. Yeah, but yeah. at some point true. you got to stop it and be like, all right, yeah, or it's almost, it, it's almost done. You let it. I mean, it's pretty much done, and then you let it breathe, and then in a couple of days you hear it back, and then you're like, oh, well, I could change this, or I can add this, or I can take this off. Sometimes for me, that doesn't help me because then it makes me change things and then it makes me not like the, the, the track yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's also it's also good in a way because sometimes you want to just give your, you know, listen on fresh ears after a couple of days uh-huh. where you hear it again and it's like, oh, wait, maybe this is actually done. So it, it could go both ways, mm-hmm. like you're saying. True. Yeah, you got to let the bird fly eventually. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you got to let it <laughs> Yeah. So, how do you um, what, what's what's it like? Um, I mean, we know. I mean, actually, some people don't know. Um, I'm sure his diehard fans know, but um, people don't know that Logic also produces. Um, yeah, he's he actually does. a really good producer. So, what's um, what's that experience like producing records with Logic? Um, how's that Man, creative he's, process? He's always been a producer, whether it be producing vocals, arranging a song, yeah, um, knowing what to add, knowing what to take out. You know, a lot of times, you know, like, he can't play a lot of instruments, but he has a melody in his head, which I think is really amazing that the way he can just express it to me or someone else for me to get that. Like, he's like the, I'm like the painter, and he's like the artist, you know? Right. 
So I'm kind of painting the idea that he wants to do in his head. But, you know, he also, like, you know, he's on Ableton. He yeah. got NPCs. Like, he knows how to chop up a sample. He knows how to throw on dirty drum breaks. Like, he's, he's, he's just, he knows hip-hop. He's a student of the game, you know? So that, you can't deny that. Yeah, that must be, that, it must be so fun. Yeah, it must be so much fun to work with someone like that. Man, you know, it is, because, you know, we'll just bounce back ideas off each other. And the fact that I, I can give him a simple beat and knowing that he's the producer, what he can do with that idea, you know? Mm. So it's not, sometimes it's great to just have someone else. Like, it's not all the weight is on me, you know? It's good to have someone be, to be able to bounce ideas off of, and he can take them to the next level for sure. Right, mm-hmm. right. Very cool. So what, um, yeah. Six, I want to ask you, what, um, man, where do you see... Where do you see this going in the future? Um, obviously, Logic yeah. is is you know has so much more to say, so much more music to make. Yeah. But what what are your what are your own kind of uh, goals as a producer in terms of like you know where you want to be? Yeah. You know, in expansion and all that stuff. You know, do you have anything in, the, in mind right now that you're kind of pursuing? Yeah, man. Like I'm always I'm always thinking about the future. You know, like. I really want to start getting into like A and Ring and like finding new artists. And mm. my favorite thing ever is, is taking someone from you know nothing to having a career. Like that's that's amazing to me. You know, rather like I'd rather do that than work with someone that's like already super established. Like that's super fun and everything. But I think the the best part is to come up and like if I can yeah. help out in that sense, like that's amazing. You know. Yeah, developing something like that goes to the next level. Like, there's nothing better than that, you know? That's, like, such a beautiful thing to see, you know? Like, sometimes, like, you know, when you work with bigger artists, they'll they'll take producers for granted. Like, I've seen Mm -hmm. that happen. But when you work with someone, like, on the come-up who's hungry, man, there's just, just, like, a camaraderie and, like, a respect, mutual respect. Yeah. You know? Do you think also, like, working with, like, up-and-coming artists in that sense it allows you to be more creative, you know, because, like, you know, major major label artists sometimes already have. Well, I think, like, nowadays a lot of, you know, producers are pushing the envelope to where a lot of artists are willing to try new things, you know. But yeah. do you think, like, independent artists, like, allow you to be more creative so that, you know, it makes the workflow a bit easier? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like... The, the point I'm like the point I'm at right now, like I'm working with a lot of like younger producers too, and nice. it's crazy. Like the way you know the way I I look up to Illmind, you know, like when I was coming up, I was like, man, Illmind, like if I can work with Illmind, that would be crazy. <laughs> and like I'm getting that from younger kids for me, and like that's mm-hmm. crazy that they'll be like, I'll work on a beat with them, and like they're like, what do you think about this? Like, man, I feel like you can do this part way better than me, and like that's like kind of cool for me to be like damn like yeah. you're you're like just as good as me but like if you think i can provide that like that's pretty awesome you know yeah right yeah absolutely and and it's crazy how fast that happens it's just like all it of a happens. sudden and like sometimes you get you, you get jaded to it you know you gotta yeah. step back sometimes you're like damn man like maybe you are kind of doing something pretty cool and you're not here for the kids it's yeah really dope. exactly exactly so do you see yourself um maybe uh, diving into like the live show stuff because you know that's that's a big uh, a, a big thing for producers nowadays. It's you know this yeah. new lane of like the producer DJ. Are you kind of yeah. already doing that, or is that something you're pursuing? Man, you know what? I, re- I really man, I really want to like start a rock band to be honest. Hey, you know, I'm just saying that's, that's different. Dope. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. like that's like really my true love. Like 
guitar, drums, bass. Like, I grew up, you know, playing in bands. You know, I, I never really DJ like that, you know? Like, DJing is awesome. I respect it, but I think I would definitely have more fun, like, legit being on stage with my guitar, like, rocking out, like, wow. touring the country, touring the world. That's dope. And, like, that's something I definitely want to do down the line, you know? Like, I love hip-hop, but I love all music at the same time. That's tight. That's tight. Well, yeah. sounds like a dope passion project. Yeah, that's that's it right Yo, there. For real. I think the yeah. moral of the story is doing getting yourself into situations that are a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you gotta have fun. Bottom line, absolutely. Yeah. If you're not having fun, like I'll just be doing a nine to five. Like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be doing this. You know? Yeah, for sure. Be happy. Mm-hmm. You know it's tough. Oh, you would have been a doctor. You would have been a doctor. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think I, I could not have been a doctor. I'm a come clean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you got to have the passion for that stuff. And like, my yeah, for sure. In the music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent in your mind of like actually wanting to do that. And I think that you know yeah. that's what for me with forensic science. Like, I'm, I'm, I realize that I'm more of a creative. I'm more hands on. I want to yeah. learn things. You know, I'm. I like to Realize that. You know, like a lot yeah. of realize that when they're like fifty or sixty, and it's like, damn, I can't do anything about this now. That's why mm-hmm. part of the but system. Because you want to push the envelope. You want to yeah. like do better for yourself and figure out like you know being your best self what can you do to like yeah. you know expand your knowledge and your creativity and your interest yeah. you know i think some yeah. people kind of like you said they just get stuck in the mentality of like oh let me just wake up go to work i have a check i have a job yeah. i'm good that's the disconnect that's, that's the disconnect I, I give a lot of credit to my parents because you know a lot of my friends who weren't aren't who weren't following what they wanted to do their family was telling them to do one thing you know right. their family was telling them you have to go to school. Like you're, you're, you're. Uh, you know, it's not going to work out for whatever you want. You're not dancers thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like my parents always were like, yeah, cool, do it. You know, they drove me <laughs> to Desmo yeah. band, and yeah. I was in a Desmo band in ninth grade, and I was playing bars and stuff. Like my dad drove me to bars on a Thursday night at midnight when I had a wow. test the next day, Friday morning. But you know, they always did that. So I think it's it's really important to surround yourself with with people that are like-minded too, you know? Right. Exactly. And that support you. And that support you. Do you think, do you think with your father, because you mentioned earlier that your father was also into music, do you think it was easier for you to transition and him accept that because of that? I think so. I think he always had a soft spot for it, for sure. Yeah, that was kind (laughs) of... He loved, you know, know, that that did music and stuff. So he he was, it was my mom more than anything, I think, than my dad. Yeah. My mom's more traditional. But, you know, it yeah. they come see me in L.A., they come to the show, the nice. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like yeah. my dad, because my father, he, yeah. you know, he was a musician as well. So oh my when God. he, my father is very like, go to school, get your degree. If you drop out, you're not going to be shit. And I was always <laughs> yeah. like, that's true. But then I realized <laughs> that I actually did not want to go to school. So I remember <laughs> one day when I wanted to go, like, you know, the um, audio engineering program. Like, and that's kind of how I, you know, started the process. And I remember, yeah. you know, he was like, you have to go to school because if you don't get a degree, you're not going to be shit. And he yeah. always said that. And I was always like, Dad, wow. but I don't. Like, school is not for me. So I told him, but I said, my hey, life, Dad. Right, and I was like, you know what? I actually do want to go to school. I want to go to school for music. And he kind of went, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, see, so the, disconnect, the disconnect is, is the system because it's like when we're in high school, 
that you're you're supposed to pick what college you want to go to when you're a junior yeah. or a senior, mm-hmm. and then you start the pre-approval process, yeah. and then you get accepted. Pick your how major. Do you expect, and all that. How do you expect to even yeah. like you're supposed when you're you're what are you 16, 17, 17. and you're supposed to know yeah. you're supposed to know yeah, what you want yeah. to do with the rest of your life. That's why in That's some countries, in some countries, they actually do that thing where after school off, you take right? a, you take a year or two off and you travel the world. Yo, the, the travel Great. year, like yeah. That's such an amazing concept because yeah. you're not old enough, like you said, at 17 to figure out what yeah. you're going to do the rest of your life. Oh, who you are, who you are who in you general. Are. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You change yeah. as a person. Like, me as a 26 year old is completely different than what I was as a 17 year old. I mean, my work yeah. ethic was always there, but like, my interest is different. My circle is different. You know what I mean? My mentality is different. So, I yeah. agree with that. Like, you know, I, a lot of people don't, you know, they can't work with the, like, take a break from school. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, I feel. If you want to find yourself nah. and explore, do that. Yeah, you, you should. I agree. I don't know. Yeah. As as millennials, as being millennials, <laughs> I think, you know, the way we're we're most likely raising our kids will be different, I think. And that's no, that's not, it's, and that's not better or worse than our parents. But I, I think, you know, it's just, it's just different times right now. You know, I think people are, are more, uh, willing to pursue their passion. And it's crazy because there's, you know, there's like this scientific, like statistic out where it says that, um, something about like almost 50% of the workforce in America are entrepreneurs. Uh, and yeah. so people are taking initiative in their careers and they're building new companies and you see technology expanding, you know, all the people that founded the person that founded Instagram and Twitter and MySpace. These are all people that took chances. And, um, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like sometimes you have to take that risk, you know, mm-hmm. you have to take it cause you're going to look back and be like, I wish I did it. Yeah. When you, if you didn't do it, you know. So I agree with exactly what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. listen, six. Before we let you go, man, I want to um, ask you. Um, you know what? What? What would be your one kind of piece of advice that you would leave for the upcoming aspiring producer? I mean, what are some of the things that you've learned over the years that um, helped you kind of reach where you are now and continue to find yeah. success? Oh, I think the biggest thing is honestly when you meet people, just be a good person, you know, like the music yeah. stuff, I feel like that's secondary to everything. If you can once once you make once you become friends with someone that you want to work with or someone that you respect, the music comes so easy after that because you guys yeah. are homies and like you guys can be more comfortable with each other. And also like we were saying, I always tell people just have fun. Like, I know it's hard sometimes to tell yourself if you're, you know, in a rough spot and, you know, you have no money and you want to be a producer, but have fun, man. Cause at the end of the day, like what goes around comes around. If you're a good person, you're going to get good things happen to you in your life. Like, I really, really believe that, you know, so yeah. you keep working hard, be a good person and have fun. That's literally all it takes to just to be happy in life, really. Not even just music, just in life in general. Yeah. I love that. that that's like the, that's like the, a pretty much like a summary of mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what it is to. I mean, like I literally take that into everything I do, like music, people I meet, you know, everything. You just gotta be open-minded, yeah. be, you know, be positive and just have fun. Yeah. That's really all it is. It's simple. Yeah. Once you master it, it's simple. Exactly. Avian, do you have any last thoughts? 
I think we might have lost her. Perfection here. Oh, did uh, we lose her? Uh, yeah, we might have lost her. Oh fuck. Hey, I'm here. Oh, Sorry, there she goes. Guys, my service was a little, <laughs> but my service kind of went away. But I agree, man. I agree. You know, we always have these conversations, so I agree with that. And also, sure. you know, not being afraid to step out of your comfort zone because kind of like what you were saying earlier was like you moved all the way to LA just to get your production better, just to you know get opportunities. And I think if you you get stuck in your comfort zone, sometimes you you know opportunities don't present themselves. So you know. Just like, I'm, I'm, working, working. I'm working harder now than I've ever worked, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I have the most I've ever had, but that doesn't be like, I'm still learning. I think the biggest thing, too, I want to add is don't be afraid to learn, you know? Yes. Like, I, I, study, I, I still every day will study pro- producers, whether they're, they're not famous, whether they're, you know, super famous. Like, if it's a good beat, I'm studying that beat, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Asking myself what makes this beat tight. I'm studying. You know, I'm listening to to Dilla and Avid, you know, all the time. If I need inspiration, just because, you know, I'm studying like the pockets, the swings, you know, what kind of kick. But sometimes the kick doesn't have to be this hard, you know, like all that. So don't don't be afraid yeah. to learn ever. You can Facts. never you can never stop learning. You can never yeah. stop learning. You can never. Facts, facts, facts. There's always going to be more to learn yeah. and music is moving is progressing so much um yeah. that it's just man it's, i, was, I yeah. was reading something that denzel washington still takes acting classes that's crazy wow. i didn't know that <laughs> that's crazy like, holy shit still taking classes there's still room for him to learn like you have no excuse to be honest yeah there's, there's no always something to learn like even some of my producer friends that like you know are like way ahead of me sometimes i'm working with them and they're like whoa how did you do that can you do that again exactly. and i'm like okay yeah. you learned something cool <laughs> and i think oh, there's yeah. like a you get kind of a high when you like discover something you know it's like oh yeah, shit there's a new trick good. and i could use that yeah. shit right that's amazing, right. Atlas. Do you have any anything to add? Any last no, night? I think uh, I think uh, six. You know everything you said about you know just being a good person and and you know finding an upcomer or just someone you really believe in and 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 building with them is is everything that I believe. And I know we've been talking about that you know previous yeah. episode. So six, man. Thank you so much, man, for for, Word, for dropping man. Thank that you guys so much. This is awesome. This is super yeah. fun. I never do interviews. Sure, yeah, no, that's, that's no, why, no. man. Uh, we're we're honored for to be able to get you on nah, here, man. man. I'm, I'm honored, man. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, Six, I appreciate it, man. And uh, we, we we appreciate your time yo, here I'm, at Black Chat, yo, man. Yo, yo, we actually got some some bangers, too. I'm going to hit you. We, we got to discuss, you know. Hey, let's, hey. let's go. I actually, yo, Lo- Logic called me about a few things a couple of days ago. He told me what the game plan was. I think I'm going to fly out there in March, so we'll definitely. Yeah, I was going to uh-huh. say, you got to take a trip to L.A. Yeah, well, I got to get out of this snow, man. Yeah, right. You got to show, you gotta show me the ill spots out there, though, Six. Like, take, show, put me yo, on to the grubbery out there, I man. Mm-hmm. Yo, I got you. Yeah, I think yeah, last time we got like we got some tea, too, we got some tea and like some some cookies. That shit was banging, but you got to show me the real hell food. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, six. Well, uh, we appreciate you, man, and thank you for your time, dude. Man, thank you so much. Yes, sir. We'll talk Thanks, in a minute. Man. Later, man. Peace. Later. Man, what an amazing conversation with my man Six. Oof. Let's give him a round of applause. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Thanks, thanks to uh, Six. 
for uh, dropping some jewels. Uh, thanks to Perfection for calling in, too. Yeah. She's over in Los Angeles enjoying that beautiful, beautiful L.A. weather. Mm-hmm. And we're stuck in the snow. For the snow. You know that dead ass. Yeah. Dead ass, B. Dead ass. So <laughs> we're going to jump into our next segment. Ain't no snow going to stop us, bro. No snow could stop us. Shoot. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> to all my um, Game of Thrones fans out there. Um, so without further ado, we are going to jump into Blabber Crap. So listen up, guys. This listen, is the listen, segment listen. where we go into our email, okay? And we choose an email submission at random. So we have you guys submitting your beats to us in our email. And the email address is... You need to write this down. Grab a pen and paper or get on your computer. Info at blapchat.com. I-N-F-O at blapchat.com. Send us an MP3 attachment of your beat. Okay, we don't want songs. We're not listen, We're not here to listen to rappers. We're not here to listen to singers. We're here listening to beats. So send us all my producers. Send us your beat to info at blapchat.com. Email subject blap or crap. Okay, and make sure you put your name on there. Okay, put your name. God Don't damn be it. shy. Don't be shy. Come to the stage. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna choose your beat at random. We're gonna play it, and if we like the beat, we're gonna give it a blap. If we don't like it, we're going to give it a blap, crap, and uh, we're going to tell you why. We're going to give you some constructive criticism, and listen, we like to have fun on this show. We like to have fun on this show. So without further ado, our first submission for today is... Mundo! Beats! 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 Just kidding. I'm blapping it right now. Oh, we have to hear blap. It. I don't even have to hear um, it. Our first submission for today is DK. Let's start it off, baby. Did we do this one already? No, he sent another one. Oh, he sent another one. All right, DK, up to bat. That was a DK on the beat. Do you remember if we blap or crapped his last one? Do you remember? I think we. Eh, it doesn't I think matter. I think we actually crapped it. Yeah, I think we crapped it too. You. I think we crapped it. Um, so I, I guess I'll start it off. Yeah. Um, 
wasn't the worst beat. Yeah. It wasn't the worst beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit, a little bit underwhelmed. Um, it just, it, it was a loungy feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think it didn't, it didn't have any wow thing in there. It was kind of just like a bed. And there, there's a thing, you know, as a music producer, there's this thing that you can do to really create space in the music, but also make sure that it's 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 um, special enough in there and catchy enough for it to mean something. And I just think it was a little bit on the bland side. So for yeah. that, I'm going to crap it. But it wasn't the worst beat. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on it's it. It's not a brown paper bag. It's not a brown paper not, bag. No. But uh, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a blap. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, sorry. I agree. I totally agree. It was cool. I was bopping and I saw yeah. you bopping to it. You know, I like the uh I like the vocal chop, the sample that you use in there. Um, but I agree with Ill. There was nothing really in there that was like, whoa, yeah. that was crazy. You know, it was like, okay, chopped up the sample, you know, threw a little kick in the snare in there and a little hi-hat. And it was like, all right, it's cool, but it just wasn't good enough. And again, I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was it was pretty good, but it wasn't a blap. And for, yeah. for a blap, it's got to wow me. So for that, I'm going to have to crap this one now, DK. Sorry yeah. about that, brother. Sorry, my dude. Sorry, my dude. If it's dude. a dude, could be a girl. Sorry, my girls. Sorry, boo. Sorry, boo-boo. Boo-boo. <laughs> boo-boo Beats. Boo-boo. Boo-boo-beats.com. Two for stage. one. Boo-boo Five beats. dollar leases. Don't Two be... for three. We have 99 cent specials. Boo-boo-beats.com. <laughs> Boo-boo-beats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the oh, next oh uh, next victim, uh, I mean uh, producer, is um, uh, from Cali. That's his producer name. Mm-hmm. Cali, I think. He put from. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's from California. It's produced by O-Boy, a.k.a. O-Bizzle. Okay? Get and, it right. And hopefully what, after you. Okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. O-Boy, a.k.a. O-Bizzle. Don't get it twisted. Um, and uh, he's from Cali. So here we go. I love it. <laughs> Fire. That was um that was oh boy oh boy with the oh boy oh boy oh boy beat um I'm gonna I'm gonna crap it yeah me too <laughs> um 
Well, I just think I didn't like the lead synth. It was just boom, a boom, 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 the whole it was, time. It was too loud, yeah. first of all. So definitely turn it down like three, four dB. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, delete it. <laughs> and then drag it to the bottom right drag of the screen. It to that Click, little... hold, drag it down to the right. right? Yeah, yeah, there's a little thing in there that you can drag in and okay. then empty trash can. Okay. But uh, no, in all seriousness, turn the synth down and then just rework the synth. I mean, I wasn't even really too mad at like the pacing of the track. And like the drums were decent. The drums sounded a little robotic and like mm-hmm. a little typical. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm a huge fan of the TR-808, you know, um, uh, drums like trap drums i, I love that mm-hmm. shit but mm-hmm. do something in there a little more dynamic do something in there that's uh, you know something that's unexpected put a texture in there that'll kind of bring bring up the production value of mm-hmm. the song mm-hmm. um so you know everything was really just like run-of-the-mill you know um predictable so um for that i'm gonna crap it yeah i would agree and Every, I think it was like every eight bars had that swell. Yeah. It was like so predictable. I knew what was going to happen before it actually happened. Yeah. So for that, I'm going to have to crap this one. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But it wasn't a blap, so it's got to be a crap. I'm sorry. Oh, two craps. Would you like that? Would you look Mm -hmm. at that? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, next up to the stage. To the stage. Jennifer. Make sure you tip the bartender. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. (laughs) Um, Next uh, submission is by Ryan Scott. Ryan Scott. Um, No relation to uh, Michael Scott. You know what we're going to do? We're going to skip that one. Please. We're going to skip it because we did it already, I believe. And if I don't, sorry, Ryan. But I remember doing a beat from Ryan Scott. So we're going to skip that. Yay. Next up, we have um, Harrison Reagan. Harrison Reagan. Harrison Reagan. Harrison Reagan. I like that melody. This this got potential right here. This has potential. Potential.
it's Harrison Reagan with the submission. Atlas, you kick it off. Uh, that snare was way too loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Goodbye. I was yeah. piercing my ears every yeah, time. Yeah, I think I may hit. have gone deaf. Um, yeah, man, that's another crap for me. It was cool. I didn't hate it. It was cool. If a rapper jumped on it, it potentially could be something. But as we always say here on Blap Chat, we don't blap potential. So no, we yeah, don't. I'm gonna have to crap that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna crap it as well. Um, but listen, listen. Um, it wasn't the worst. I love the yeah. loop. I, yeah. The loop was great in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The loop was great. The melodies were good. I like the melodies. The snare. Oh boy, Oof. that snare, man. Definitely. I, f- I feel like I may have lost a few hair follicles inside my ear. Oh, hole. definitely, definitely. Um, I would replace the snare drum or turn it down, mm-hmm. and I wasn't crazy about like the drum pattern. I think it could have been a little bit more swaggy, a little, yeah. a little bit more like of a better pocket in there because you had such a strong melody, mm-hmm. and I was hoping for it to really just knock me off of my feet. I wanted you to sweep me off of my feet. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. What? Goodbye. Sweep me off I my think, fucking uh, feet. I think uh, for this one, it was like he was trying to get really complex with it. Like maybe he wasn't, but with like the drum programming, he was like switching it up and like trying to. I think this for this kind of track, because the because the the sample that he or whatever he used the the was dope. The loop yeah. was fire. Yeah. With just like a really straightforward like kicks. It's nothing too crazy. Would it just just to be in the pocket? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just. Just felt like there was just too much going on. It didn't need all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a little, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hit it right on the nose, Atlas. Atlas. Okay. Mundo. Beats. 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 I feel like we're watching a soccer game or something like that. We are. Score. When they, when they score a goal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, next up uh, to the stage I'm is. Into uh, the stage. This is Don Ricky with the submission. Me too. 
then that was don ricky uh man i really wanted to blab that me i too. really did me too um but unfortunately i'm gonna have to crap it um listen there, there were a few things in there that are fixable first of all i love the verse part i think it was like it had movement i really liked the melody so i when really the liked the drums. Yep. yeah that was the best part the yeah. thing that was irking me about that part was that you applied a side chain to the piano so every time the kick drum happened the piano got quieter and it just completely ruined it for me man mm -hmm. so i would either you know trigger the side chain using a different instrument and not the 808 because you're getting that long 808 tail that's still side chaining the piano and it's really just it do, just doesn't sound good so um fix the side chain or just get rid of the side chain um entirely that verse part was really good um so i wouldn't change anything about that it had like a nice bounce to it mm -hmm. and then in the intro part and then i guess like the pre-hook and the hook that synth just way too loud that i like the melody of it um but maybe switch out the sound you used or just literally just turn the volume down on it i think mm -hmm. that'll solve the problem so almost a blap um wasn't the worst beat i actually enjoyed a lot of parts of it but um because of those two things um i'm gonna crap it so crap yeah dude i agree i uh to me this was more of a mixing issue with this track like the 808 i loved when the 808 came in but everything else was so loud that it was kind of difficult to enjoy it. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of record where, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the 808 should be the star of the show. It was just, like, super cool. It was just, like, grooving. Yeah. But I know all those little, little uh, intricate little things you had going on were so piercing and so loud. It took away from me, like, enjoying, like, the groove of this beat. So Facts. I would just go back in and, you know, all those uh, little intricate things you have, to bring those all down. Maybe bring that 808 up just a little bit. Um, and I do agree with you again on that yeah. side chaining. I, I caught that, too. So this is going to have to be uh, a cadap. Bomber. Excellent. Absolutely <laughs> excellent. All right. So uh, our next submission for To Die is Mundo, Mundo Beats. 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 No, it's uh it's actually um not Mundo Beats it's um Raj and uh pardon me if I pronounce wrong uh Raj Konka's Beats R A H J C O N K A S Beats uh Raj Konka's Beats um all the way from Australia how do you like that that's what's up mm. all the way from down under so uh, here we go Raj Konka, uh Raj Jordan um here's his beat Fuck me. Pause. Fuck him. Fuck him. Stop. Got movement. Yeah.
sometimes you see a rapper doing oh, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not too much going on. Nice and open. 808's kicking ass. That was uh, Raj Konka's beats all the way from Australia. Let's kick it off. Yo, yo, that's a blap for me. Hey. That was a definite wait, wait. Strike. Oh, wait, one's left, one's left. Um, that was that was dope. I like the space in there. I like how we didn't have too much going on. Um, I, I was hearing any artist just jump on that. Uh, that was rock, and me and you were just like, this is tough. So, you know, you know, it's the kind of thing, you know, when you hear it, you can't really explain it. And I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is this is dope. So, what's on, what's uh, producer's name again? Uh, Raj Konkas Beats. Raj Konkas Beats. Good yeah. job, man. That's a blap for me. Yeah, and pardon us if we're pronouncing your name wrong, Raj. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, a blap. I'm going to blap that. Yeah. Right. Fuck. Fucking A. Yeah. That was our first goddamn blap for today. Damn it. Um, lo- love the simplicity, but at the same time, didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just ready for a rapper, ready for a vocalist. Yep. 808 was rocking. Kicking ass. The only thing I would say maybe is just A little just muddy? Like, is it a little uh, muddy? Well, I would say there's, there's like a, there was like a mid-range frequency that was missing, mm-hmm. um, but totally not a big deal. Once you put a rapper on there, that'll alleviate that problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was a good beat. Um, had a lot of bounce to it. It had a good feel. And uh, I think you did a good job. So, good job. School's out. <laughs> All right. Um, next up to the stage. <laughs> We're fucking forever in the strip club out here, bro. Um, uh, next up is Steve Lawrence. And um, it's uh, Jokes on You music. This is Steve Lawrence. Produced by Steve Lawrence. The tag, oh, is, a, the tag is a warning. We'll see. Make your purchase today. 
again. Oh, no, 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 no. She's saying to make your purchase today, but she sounds sexy enough for me to want to. No. Well, uh, to me. Atlas, uh, kick that one off. That's that's the brown paper bag, bro. Oh, no. Really? You're giving it a brown paper bag? That's the brown paper bag, bro. No. I mean, the first warning sign. The first warning sign was the drop, the producer drop at the beginning, which was not good. And then the purchase your beats now drop. Like okay, what, twice. let me ask you something. Matt. Without if those things weren't there, would it's it still, still a crap? Be crap? Yeah, it's still a crap. Yeah. It's still. I mean, uh, but that was the that was the warning sign. You know, that was the warning oh, signal. Gross. Um. Yeah, I really that just threw me off so much. I I have nothing else to say. That brown paper bag for me. Sorry, dude. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to crap it too. But listen, for, take the drops out. No one likes drops. People hate drops. They don't protect your music. Don't, do not get it twisted. It's not going to ever protect your music. It's just not worth it. Get rid of the drops. I'm actually really not mad at some elements of that beat. Um, I like the hi-hats that you put in there. And um, the melody was pretty cool, but... Overall, it was just a little bit dragging, a little boring, um, kind of uneventful, uh, and uh, I wish I, w- I I wish I heard more. I mean, I really wanted to he- I really wanted to like it, but um, it just wasn't it, man. So I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, right. so next up to the stage is Brian Ayers' music. Okay. Brian Ayers. Okay. Did I mention Brian Ayers? Okay. Brian. two chords those two chords the whole time i mean that could work if everything else is super dope but it was like that synth the nah, nah, yeah, the whole yeah. time nah, nah, 
So and that doing? kick, well, I could barely hear that kick. It wasn't yeah. thumping, you know. So that's. that's I'm going to pump you, fool lead. That's right. I'm shooting you up. I'm shooting you up with that. Grab. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, it was just a little on the boring side. Um, a little bit on the boring side. Did, did I mention that it was a little bit on the boring <laughs> side? Um, I, listen, just needed more movement. You know, I think it has every every project has potential, or every song has potential, but um, you know, it, it has to have emotion. You know, so more dynamics in that synth, more. Um, more movement in the drums, more emotion in there. You know, that's all I ask. Hey, this is your captain speaking. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Um, our next submission for today, Jesus, God damn it. Fuck is, um, sorry, I'm such a potty mouth. This is J Merck. J dash Merck. J J J Merck. Dillers, dillers on my payroll. They know the drove by the pine. That niggas ain't shit. Anyway, enough of that stuff. I'd like to know, are you really ready for some super dynamite soul? Hey, immediately reminds me of Throwback Kanye. Yeah. Oh. Underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Had potential. That's a real black potential. So unfortunately, guys, I just talked to him. Oh man, where do I start? Okay, the ch- originally when it first came on, I thought the sample, like the chop thing, was cool. But then it was just kind of he was just chopping, just kind of going all over the place with it, and I felt like the chops didn't really line up, and it didn't make sense. Like to, for an artist to jump on that, I think would probably be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, man, I wanted damn, it started off kind of dope too. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to crap this one, man. Booyah! Flies eat poop. Get over it. Okay, <laughs> that's for you. Um, you know, I'm I'm with Atlas. I'm gonna crap it. Um. I uh, I liked it in the beginning when it first came on. It reminded me of like something Kanye would rap yeah. on, like in two thousand five. Like it had a feel to it. Mm-hmm. It was like almost like Heatmakers mm-hmm. influence, Dipset, and it gave me that nostalgia for like a quick moment. Yeah. But then the change up really, uh, excuse me, threw me off. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, it just took a turn for the worse. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so part of me likes that loop in the beginning. I mm-hmm. think you should build off of that, you Agreed. know, like tweak it, maybe manipulate it in a way where you can like take the vocal out every so often or like filter it or I don't know, do something to it to kind of give it a little bit more 
dynamic um and so listen it wasn't the worst that loop is really cool i think a lot of potential but again um i think uh it was a crap but i do think it has potential but again it's a crap oh gross okay Mm -hmm. so um oh man this is so underwhelming guys come on where's all the fucking heat (sighs) our next submission is last scion left okay wow yeah Bold statement. Let's go. to crap it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, for me, Ill, listening to it, there were some elements that were, were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the piano. I thought it was a little loud. Um, for me, personally, the bass line was just, it wasn't, wasn't it. Wasn't it. Yeah. I would have loved to hear a rolling 808 or something. Yeah, just something Ill. to just give it some more dynamic in there, yeah. but... What's up today, man? That's that's gonna be a crap for me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm with Atlas. Crap. Um, I don't know. It just it, it was a lot of mistakes. It just like the the piano was too loud. Yeah. The bass was uneventful. It was almost like not really in harmony with the piano. You yeah, know? exactly. And the drums were decent, and it had like a decent feel to it, but uh, really, really just like underwhelming yeah it really was underwhelming man absolutely um so for that we're gonna um i'm gonna crap it good up it so man that that about does it for our submissions for today my man atlas the plug uh man shout out to six once again for joining us I love and his. I love his energy. I can tell if I met him, he's just like a super cool dude. Super cool yeah. guy. Yeah. And listen, guys, shout to you guys. Yes. Who consistently support and listen to us? So consistently support and listen to Blap Chat. I mean, yes. listen, guys, uh, we we do this for the music producer. We like to have fun, but we also like to uh, divulge information and knowledge that you know we've collectively learned over the years through our experience to kind of pass that information along to my music producers out there i know what it's like to be an upcoming music producer i've obviously been there before 
I know what it's like to really want to just make music and express yourself and get placements and get the accolades and get the respect and eventually win the Grammys and get plaques. I know that feeling and it can happen, but it, it starts with, uh, you know, a handful of just basic concepts that you can actually practice and follow um, to reach your goals and become successful eventually. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen to all of our episodes. I mean, that's first and foremost because we divulge so much. I don't even know if that's, is that a word divulge? I'm using it wrong, but I don't give a Sounds fuck. Sounds right. <laughs> uh, we're disclosing so much information um, uh, about the game and about the, the industry. And we've interviewed so many amazing uh, producers uh, on our show already. And there's no excuse. So, you know, if you're listening on Dash Radio right now, big up to you. Big up to XXL um, for hosting our show. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, man. Go to your iTunes podcast app and uh, search for Blap Chat and subscribe to us. It's free. You can download every episode. Just listen to it while you're on the train. Listen to it on the way to work. Listen to it at night before you go to bed. Dream about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. And follow you know, us you know. on social media, too, on Instagram, us, Twitter. Blap, it's just Blapchat, B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T. Yeah, Blapchat on Facebook, Blapchat on Instagram, Blapchat on Twitter. Follow my account, Ill Mind Producer. Follow Atlas The Plug. Yes. Atlas The Plug yes. uh, on all social media. A-T-L-A-S, yeah. The Plug. Yeah, follow follow Glam. Glam yeah. is here. Yep. G-L-A-M-I-S-H-E-R-E. -E. Follow Love Perfection. Perfection. L O V E perfection, love yep. perfection. Follow mm -hmm. follow. Those are our co-hosts. Follow us. Um, you know we're always trying to do what we can to um, spread love, spread information, and really just stay connected to the music producer community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So shout to Six for joining us today. Shout to you guys. Give yeah. yourselves. Let's give them a round of applause. All of our yeah. people submitting uh, to Blapper Crap, all of you guys who are listening to our show, all of you guys who subscribe to us, listen to us, comment to us, all that good stuff. You know, don't be afraid to reach out, man. And and if you want to be featured on our Blapper Crap segment, like I said, you can email us info at blapchat.com. Also, send us your comments, man. Yeah. Questions, comments, concerns. If you guys have questions that you would like for us to answer, if you have any topics that you want us to cover, don't be afraid to reach out. Shoot us an email, info mm -hmm. at blapchat.com, or tweet us at blapchat, um, or drop us a message on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Shoot the DM, you know? Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You know, we want your feedback, and uh, we genuinely care about uh, you guys and the, the producer community in general. Yeah. So... Um, on that note, much love to you guys. We'll see you next week. We have some amazing, amazing special guests to come. We're just getting started. I promise you, this is Blab Chat. I am Ill Mind. Atlas the Plug. Atlas the Plug is here. Shout to Glam and Perfection, our co-hosts. And uh, we're signing off. We'll see you next week. And uh, we appreciate y'all time, man. Blab yes, Chat. All right. We're out of here. <laughs> You want to go to the strip club? All right, let's go. Fuck we'll it. go to the strip club. Fuck <laughs> it. Bye, guys. Peace.